In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and thank you for joining us today. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we're so glad that you've joined us to talk about another great topic in career and managing your own career. Today, we are just so excited to have Nancy Marshall joining us. Nancy is known as the PR Maven and has worked in public relations since 1982. She is a certified personal brand strategist, a social media strategist, and her PR agency has 10 professionals. She's been doing this for a long time, and she's here to share some of her insights with us. So thank you so much, Nancy. We're excited to have you here. Thank you for inviting me, Marie. I'm happy to be here with your people. Yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about how we can use PR and social media to gain influence, whether we're in a company, maybe the leader of a company, or even just kind of on our own and wanting to build our our own influence. So a great topic, as we know, kind of growing in importance for people to have their own brand, have their own influence so that they can move between careers or or grow their business. So a, a very relevant topic. And you have been in PR for almost 35 years now, and I'm sure you've seen just a world of change. So tell us a little bit about how PR has changed. Well, um, Marie, back in the day, um, we didn't have computers, actually, and it's sometimes hard to even imagine what life was like before we had email and social media and even the web. Um, but we had to build relationships in the old-fashioned way, which uh, involved using the traditional postal mail and a lot of time on the telephone. Um, I did a lot of PR pitching by phone, and um, when I worked for a ski resort in my early days, my boss would always say, never go home without making one more call to reach out to one more media person and make one more pitch. So I kind of have that ingrained in my mind. Um, and I still feel like, in a strange way, using the telephone differentiates you now because many of the younger PR professionals just want to use their uh, email and social media to make connections. And um, one of the things I think that differentiates my approach and my agency's approach is that we believe strongly in using the power of, of the web and, you know, obtaining email lists and establishing a strong social media presence, but also um, with the end game always being to meet somebody in person um, and, you know, using the telephone to make, make a connection uh, personal connection, but then trying to meet people face-to-face because that's really where you make a real uh, bond with another person because there's actually chemistry that happens between two people when they're face-to-face in the same place. Um, so we actually do use Twitter now extensively um, for 
tracking down journalists because most journalists do have Twitter handles and we're able to connect with them and start a, a relationship um, with Twitter. But then again, we do try to then talk to them on the phone and ultimately meet them in, in person. Yes, nothing old is ever new. Nothing new is ever old, right? We've got that in job search, in career management, in every aspect of our lives. We, we want to forget about some of those old tools that really work, and they, they still work even today. Well, sometimes I think that if the telephone were invented now, you know, after we had all gotten so accustomed to using computers and uh, email and um, texting and everything, and then if, if if somebody came along and said, well, Alexander Bell has just invented this amazing thing where you could actually talk in real time to a person, <laughs> um, it might seem kind of uh, revolutionary. Um, but again, so many people, like, you know, I have two sons in their 20s, and they hate talking on the phone uh, just because they haven't grown up with it. But I grew up I grew up talking on the phone with all my friends, so I'm very comfortable with the telephone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of, some of that has to do with personality, too. So if we're not a person perhaps no matter of any age that likes to talk on the phone, um, there may be some specific challenges there. Maybe when we get to that portion, we'll have you share some tips for phone phone calls. If you don't love the phone and you're going to, you're going to call someone to make a relationship. So, but sure. we all know that these new trends and uh, there's new trends in, in PR and some of them we could probably guess and you've alluded to a few but what are you seeing as some of the hottest, newest trends in PR? Well, I just, I actually, I, I scooped that question already in talking about Twitter um, and really narrowing down your targeted list. We call it the most wanted media list. Um, you know, again, back in the day, I would sometimes be mailing out 2,000 press releases on the same topic to a massive number of journalists, and now I find that it's more valuable for clients to have a more limited list, maybe of even just 10 or 20 media outlets, Um, but really digging deep into who you're pitching, making sure you, you develop an angle that's specific for that media outlet. So, for example, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal, that's a coveted, media outlet by many clients. They would love to get a story in the, in the Wall Street Journal, but you don't just send a press release that you're sending to a thousand other journalists and hope to get anything in the Wall Street Journal. You really have to hone your pitch to make sure that it's newsworthy and make sure you're connecting with the right reporter there at the Wall Street Journal. And that's really time-consuming. I don't think any clients have any idea how much time it takes to pitch, you know, a big media outlet like the Today Show or USA Today or Wall Street Journal. And, um, you know, those kinds of stories don't just fall in your lap, typically. You have to really work at it to get those stories. So, um, I get again, that really hasn't changed over the years because, um, you know, I had a page one story back in the 80s about ski helmets on page one of the Wall Street Journal. And it took a long time to to get that. Um, I guess today, 
with the availability of, of databases, like we subscribe to a database that's offered from a company called Meltwater, and you can search for all the sports editors at, at national newspapers with circulations of over 500,000, and um, you can actually get all of their social media handles, which is very helpful, so you can kind of, like, research them, not only on Twitter, but also on LinkedIn and Facebook, and see what they're like as, as humans. And, Marie, I know that's a big, <laughs> a big theme of yours, is to really understand people as, uh, you know, what is their personal brand? What, what are they interested in besides journalism? You know, where do you have common ground? And, of course, that's the key to forming a relationship is figuring out what you have in common with somebody and then capitalize on that. Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting, as you've said, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, and it also takes perhaps a different focus than we're thinking. We're thinking, oh, I really need to work on my pitch and my story is all that matters or having that great hook. And although I'm sure those things do matter, it's this relationship piece and starting in a completely different place. That's right. Yep. Um, I think we sometimes forget that business involves relationships between human beings. You know, so journalists are human beings too. And, um, you know, they too have a need to be liked and um, to have relationships based on trust. And usually relationships are based on having something in common. Well, and so as you see these new trends and, and social media coming up, what new challenges do you think it's creating for companies and, and maybe even individuals who are trying to, trying to get more visibility? Well, I mean, one challenge is that you don't want to share too much on social media. I mean, you want to share enough, but... Um, you know, if you go out to a party on a Saturday night or you're in a bar and you're drinking too much, you don't want to put those videos of yourself singing karaoke, <laughs> bad karaoke. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think to some extent overexposure is, um, it can be a, a challenge. Um, so you have to be really careful with your settings on social media to be sure you know who you're sharing certain things with. Um Another another barrier could be, I suppose, um, you know, not being truthful. <laughs> and um, sometimes people over-exaggerate their accomplishments or their backgrounds or their, they come across as being braggadocia, you know, about mm-hmm. themselves and their lives. And um, I think that that, you know, that's not authentic. So you want to be authentic on social and on the flip side, you also don't want to share too much stuff that's morose or, you know, overly personal. There are some people who who share too much negative stuff or sad stuff and, you know, d- details about their sicknesses. <laughs> you know, there's just certain things that you just shouldn't share on social media because people really don't want to know. I mean, maybe your own mother might, but you sh- save that for a telephone call. Um, So I think you really need to think of social media as being almost like your own publication as if you had your own TV station or your own newspaper and you're the publisher and and, um, try to 
get your stake in the ground with, with a unique point of view. Um, I feel like my unique point of view is that I'm really a relationship person. I'm a connector. I connect myself and I connect my clients uh, with the right people who are going to help them achieve their goals. And I do it with great enthusiasm. So um, that's, I try to inject that sense of passion and enthusiasm into everything I do. That's my stake in the ground. But um, whoever you are and whatever you're trying to accomplish, you need to differentiate yourself and have a, a unique point of view that you convey throughout all of your social networks. Yeah, that consistency across what you're doing and a little bit of structure to help you prevent, as you were saying, the overshare or undershare. And we'll talk a little bit more about the kind of authentic and transparent piece, which is important. But then, as you said, you've got to balance that with not being overly personal or or oversharing, which is a hard line for for some people to walk and to find because they're on one side or the other, right? It's easy for them to share or they're very quiet. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Nancy about how you can use social media to grow your company brand or your personal brand and what to do when you need to manage some of the negative things that might happen. So we'll be back here on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation on Asia Rising with APJ Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Skilled migrants throughout the world can face a variety of challenges. Many times they settle for jobs that are below their skill level because their education and qualifications are not recognized. Do we need local experience in a global world? Join host Alma Besserton for the Global Workplace. We'll explore the issues being faced by migrants as well as showcase diversity and recognize the leadership and inclusion roles of some of today's top global organizations. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. 
Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking with Nancy Marshall, the PR maven, about how you can get better visibility. Use some PR, whether it's more traditional PR or social media, to gain influence and visibility. So we've been talking a little bit about techniques and trends and how PR has changed with no surprise that, of course, social media has become a key part of the process. But remembering that relationships and in-person conversations or phone conversations still have so much power and they have so much power in building the relationship and the relationship has so much power in getting you that visibility where you want it. So we'll talk a little bit more specifically about that, I'm sure, as we move forward here with Nancy. So Nancy, what are some of your top tips about how companies or individuals can use social media to grow their brand? Well, I think that it helps to start with knowing what your brand is, what is your brand story, and what differentiates your brand uh, from your competition. And actually, one differentiator might be that you have a big tribe of brand ambassadors. Like, if you think about Harley motorcycles, I mean, people who ride Harleys are very proud that they're the hogs and they're... Um, you know, they have sort of a big tribe and they do things, they do a lot of rides together. So um, Harley's an example, or even Apple computers and people who use Mac computers, they're, they're very proud of, of their Macs and their Apple iPhones. And um, so a strong brand has a strong network of raving fans behind it. And so using social media um involves engaging with your tribe and growing your tribe by connecting with them and having a two-way conversation. I think uh, it's important to realize that social media is not like broadcasting where you're just putting stories out there and not expecting any feedback or engagement. But um, so, so good social media strategies involve engaging your your tribe or your cult or your, uh, you know, your raving fans in a conversation. And I always say you should grow a smaller mouth and bigger ears on social. So there's something called social listening, which involves listening to the comments that are being made about your brand. And you, you probably can learn something from your people online. Certainly uh, Twitter is commonly used for, uh, you know, complaints, like if you're running an airline, for example, a lot of people do complain on Twitter, and so it's really important to to listen to those complaints and respond before they get out of hand. Um, so that that's one thing about social media is listening and engaging. Um, and another thing about combining public relations with social media is that if you get a story on a TV station or a magazine or newspaper, be sure to share that on social so that you can um, you can connect that media result with your targeted audience. Um, you know, say you get a story in the Chicago Tribune, but a lot of your people are in Los Angeles or San Francisco, you want to make sure they see that story. So... Social media is really effective for that. 
um, I remember back in the old days, again, before the Internet, um, if we got a story from my the ski resort I used to work at, we would actually make photocopies of that and send it out in the mail uh, to our to our big list of people. Uh, so social makes it so much more efficient to do that kind of sharing. And that probably also helps you maintain your relationship with the person who gave you the story to show that you're sharing it and pushing readers back to their source, which is part of, if I'm hearing right in some of the other trainings I've taken, that's part of how they choose authors is they want people that will help them get readership. So if you are visibly showing that you're sharing that and and sharing it with your audience, it's going to make them happy because that's part of what they want by having you be um, in their publication. That's a really good point, Marie, uh, because if you drive traffic to a story online, um, that journalist is going to be much more likely to want to do another story about you because they're, they are being judged by how much traffic their story can generate. You know, like at publications like the USA Today, um, there's actually even a scoreboard up on the wall in the newsroom that's showing which, which stories are getting the most engagement, which stories are being clicked on, shared, commented on. And the reporters that write those popular stories are, are going to be the ones that get the best assignments and get, you know, promotions and get rewarded for writing content that is really relevant to the readership. I mean, relevance is a really strong work, word now. You, In order to build and maintain your audience, you need to be putting out content and stories that are relevant to, to them. Um, because none of us have time to read stuff that's irrelevant. Yeah, so, well, and they're measuring that relevance, like you said, very quantifiably with with the hits and clicks that they can track really easily. Right, exactly, yeah. So if we're we're getting some news or some press and and it really doesn't matter where it is, as you've said, it, it doesn't matter what size publication or what location of publication we can share that now on social media which can help it connect to our audience and um, can help it get it get it out there that's all positive stuff what happens if someone makes a, a negative comment for and this happens personally right I mean I posted a, an article on LinkedIn about a year ago and someone made a rude comment on it. And then of course it happens to companies, as you were saying with the airlines and those more customer focused companies, what do people do when that happens? What do we do when that negative post happens for us? Well, that's, that's even the, that's more important that you're engaging with people who are negative or you can call them haters or complainers, Um, sometimes those haters are really just kind of testing you to see if you're paying attention. And a lot of people who post negative comments, they're just craving attention, really, and um, they want to be acknowledged. And if you just show that you care and that you're listening... Um, that will take care of them. Um, you know, a lot of times you want to try to take their 
take the conversation offline. So say you run an airline and somebody posts something like, oh, I just had the worst flight and I hated the flight attendants and it was really bumpy and the food was terrible. Um, you know, if, if you respond on behalf of the airline and, and thank that person for taking the time to provide the feedback and then ask if you could talk to them on the phone. And again, it's, it's almost like relationship building. Once you can actually make a human connection, people are much more likely to settle down and um, be more reasonable. But if you don't respond at all, it's like a little baby, actually, <laughs> who's crying and the mother doesn't come and comfort the baby. The baby's going to cry louder and longer. Um, so... It's really, I mean, I actually personally had a situation with my car dealership this week where I was trying to make an, a service appointment, and I got sent to this call center in Texas and put on hold for a long time, and I was irate because I just wanted to make a service appointment, and uh, I, I threatened to never go back there again, but someone called me back. And that person was very understanding and really thanked me for taking the time to give feedback. And they they said, please give us one more chance to take care of you and satisfy you. And, I, you know, I just really appreciated that they cared. I think that's the thing is, you know, on social media, we need to show that we care about people. Um, and that goes a long way. You know, a, a little bit of caring goes far in building that relationship where people know, like, and trust you. And and everybody screws up. And, you know, we're all humans, and humans do screw up. So sometimes you just have to admit, you know, I made a mistake, and, you know, I shouldn't have posted that, or um, I shouldn't have done that, or whatever. Um, in public relations, we say when you make a mistake, you have to be ready to dress up and fess up. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And people will people will forgive you. It's amazing. Um, you know, we're all humans, and we're all in this together, and we all have challenges in our lives. And if you're willing to stand up and say you screwed up, um, but that you want to be better in the future, I think people will understand. So, I don't I don't think you should tr- try to lie or or hide behind other people, and especially in a uh, situation where something's gone wrong. The CEO is the one who should be out there apologizing on behalf of their company. Okay. And I, I will maybe talk about this a little bit when we come back, if you would recommend the same for an individual. I know there was a very public situation recently where it, I don't know her the star very well, but I think it was Sarah Silverman or something responded to someone being mean on her Twitter in a very positive way. And of course, everybody loved that. And I thought, well, that, you know, that's great for a star. But, you know, this article I wrote on LinkedIn and the person commented, who cares? Do I respond to him? Do I say, oh, I'm, yeah. you know. I'd love to make you care. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's there's that yeah. personal piece of do you just let that go because there's no good in responding to it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you can respond once, but um, any more than that, I think you let it go. And, um, you know, this, again, is where having a, a loyal fan of, of or loyal tribe of fans 
other people will come to your defense when somebody says something mean or really negative. That's really your your goal is to build up a tribe of people who will come to your defense when somebody says something like that so you don't have to be defensive yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, and of course, social media helps us do that. And then as we'll talk about when we get back from break, the relationships that we build on and beyond social media are really what helps that positive message spread. So it's that that relationship that really is critical. So we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into this idea of, of building relationships. How do you build relationships with your target audience, your target publications, etc. And um, keep gathering all of this great wisdom from Nancy. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Did you know that everything connected to the Internet has something of value to a hacker? Even if you're not a millionaire or a movie star, you, yes you, have something that a hacker wants to steal. Listen to DIY Cyber Guy with host David W. Schroefer to understand what the hackers want and what you need to do to protect yourself, your family, and your identity. Don't lose your mind, your sanity, or your data. Listen live to DIY Cyber Guy every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to the Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Nancy Marshall, the PR maven, about how you can improve your visibility and PR, whether you're with a company, running a company, or on your own. So we've been talking about trends and kind of how you can get better visibility, and specifically on social media, and then a little bit about dealing with harmful or mean comments 
um, which seem to be prevalent on social media, I often think, you know, we should always consider, would you say that to someone in person? If not, you probably shouldn't say it on social media. Um, most people don't operate by that, however, and so we do get a lot of negative or mean comments or even constructive criticism that could be said in a nicer way, and we have to figure out how to respond to that. And, and Nancy, you gave some great ideas there in terms of dress up, fess up, and try to make it right, especially if you're with a company and offering that service. And I think we've seen some good examples of how people can do that personally. If someone's commenting on something personal that you wrote or a a blog that you wrote. Um, So opportunities there for managing your brand. And of course, if you have a good network, as Nancy was saying, they can come to your defense for you, which is always the best case scenario. And that kind of dove us into this thought of relationships. And you started out the day today, Nancy, talking about how back in the day, it was all about relationships. And despite all of this technology, it's really still all about relationships. So what do you recommend people do? What are, what are some of your best tips for building and strengthening relationships with our target audience? Well, um, one thing that I learned early on in my career was the power of a database and um, keeping track of people, not only their contact information, but also what their interests are. So, for example, um, you know, in PR, we keep lists of journalists, and not all journalists are interested in everything, you know. A lot of journalists are into niche subjects. So, if you're sending out press releases about, um, you know, traveling on a cruise ship, you know, the, the writers who are writing about cruise travel are probably not interested in hunting and fishing or... Um, so in all relationships, it's important to keep track of details about people. And I think that's one of the keys, uh, to my success in my career is that I try to remember details about people, whether it's, um, what their birthdays are or where they come from or where they went to school, um, because, it's really powerful if, you know, you talk to somebody one time and then a couple of weeks later you talk to them again and, and ask them about their new puppy or about their recent um, trip to Africa or, or, or about their daughter who got married or whatever. Remembering one little detail like that um, goes a long way. People are really impressed if you remember things, you know, important things about them. Another one of my... Uh, <laughs> something that I still do and I teach my two sons to do, and they're in their, they're in their 20s, is handwritten thank you notes. Um, you really stand out in the crowd if you, if you write a handwritten thank you note and put it in the mail with a stamp. <laughs> and some kids in their 20s don't even know how to do that, don't know how to put, put something in the mail with a stamp on it. Um, so um, my kids have always done that when they got presents from their grandparents they had to write a thank you note um i spoke to a group of college students yesterday and i told them that you know if they have a job interview or if they get an internship or whatever to be sure to to thank people because gratitude goes a long way i mean 
for one thing, we as people should feel gratitude for whatever good things are happening in our lives. Um, practicing gratitude, as you know, is, is the key to a happy and successful life. But to show gratitude to, uh, to people who do good things for you. Um, so that's always been something that I've, I've tried to work at is sending out several thank you notes a week, actually. Um, and I, I have 10 employees and I try to thank them for their, their good work, too. So that's, that's part of building a relationship, too. And then giving back, you know, um, whether it's through community service or being on a nonprofit board or making uh, charitable donations, um, I think that's important, too. And, and having relationships with people who are less fortunate than you are. Um, I've always, you know, I worked in the resort business for a long time, and I treated the housekeepers with the same respect as I treated the president of the ski resort because I think that uh, sometimes those frontline people are, you know, they're not treated with the kind of respect they deserve for the work that they do. So I guess those are my my three pieces of advice is to be, to great, to be grateful, to show gratitude, and um, never to hold yourself over anyone because of your station in life. Right, and what the... It's so interesting because, of course, those those tips apply to us no matter what we're doing. If we're job searching and building up a network, keeping that database of those people in our network, and as you said, some of those details that are, are really not about jobs at all but are about making the relationships and, and connecting or if we're in a company and we're trying to get a promotion, same thing, knowing those and having those real relationships with with our bosses or those who have the, the authority to make those decisions. Or if we're in business and, and trying to get PR, having those relationships and getting real connections with those people so that they are, they're not just about a means to an end, but we actually have, we actually have a relationship with them, which requires remembering, remembering things, right? Yeah. And also, uh, it, Having a relationship doesn't mean just being somebody's Facebook friend. I worry that, you know, people think that just because they're Facebook friends with somebody that that means they're really a friend. And um, I I think you're not really somebody's friend until you've actually done something with them in person, you know, gone somewhere or had some kind of an experience. Uh, So I kind of worry that in the future... Um, you know, the, the definition of friendship is going to change. And, um, you know, to have a real friend, you have to actually spend time with them face-to-face. Well, and Facebook and, and Twitter, social media are great ways to keep up with someone, but you, it can't end there, right? If you have someone you go to lunch with every quarter, it's great to follow them on Facebook. And as you said, actually engage when they post something, you know, liking it is great, but actually commenting and interacting with them there so that then when you get back together in person, you can say, oh, I saw you went on this trip and it looked great. And you actually have that enrich the conversation, not replace it. Exactly. I totally agree with you, Marie. That's my philosophy. 
It's always, the end game should always be getting that in-person meeting. And even in doing sales, I mean, I need to, I need to do new business development for my agency to get new clients. And, uh, there's nothing like getting face to face with somebody, um, rather than just trying to sell, sell them your services through email. Right. Well, and they can't become, as, as you were talking about earlier, that tribe, those advocates, those fans. You said raving fans. You you don't have that unless you really touch someone. And as you said, there's physical chemistry things that happen when we meet someone in person. We get engaged in helping them in a way that we just can't online. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And I... You talked earlier about, you know, tips for telephone calls, and some people are shy about talking on the phone, but um, a lot of it goes back to being an active listener, and sometimes people just want to be heard. (laughs) My mother, when I was little, told me that um, people will like you more the more you listen to them, and sometimes they don't even... Other people don't even really care about <laughs> what you have to say. They just want to, to tell their own story. So uh, that was a really valuable piece of advice from my mom is just let people talk and, and listen to them. Chris, I talk a lot too, so that's a problem. I have to try to, to be quiet sometimes and, and engage the other person in conversation. Yes, that idea of asking questions and getting people to to tell their stories makes us more interesting. That's a Dale Carnegie, um, Dale Carnegie truths. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my mother ever took Dale Carnegie, but that's something she knew intuitively. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yes, it it is. Once you think about it and reflect back on conversations you've had, or you watch someone who's really charismatic. And a lot of times people think, oh, that charisma is something about what they do or say, but it's, it's really a lot about what they don't do or say. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Listening is a really important skill. And, and as I've said previously, social media listening too, um, Companies need to have a way of tracking when they're being talked about online, too, because there can be a whole conversation online that's, uh, you know, being scathing or critical of your company, and you want to be sure to step in and and kind of curb the, the negativity rather than letting it spiral out of control. Yes. Well, Nancy, we've enjoyed having you on the show today so much, and I want to give you a few minutes here to share with people how they can get a hold of you, how they can follow you, how they can connect with you if they're interested in learning more about what you do or learning more from you. Sure. Well, I have two different websites. One is for my agency, and one is for my uh, personal branding practice, which is something that I do. Uh, sort of independent of my agency. My agency is at marshallpr.com, and that's Marshall with two L's. And then I have another site at prmaven.com. I also am on Twitter as mainprmaven, that's M-A-I-N-E-P-R-Maven. And I am on LinkedIn as 
just Nancy Marshall. So LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Nancy Marshall. And I am pretty active on all of those platforms. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to hear from people. I'm, I'm truly a people person, <laughs> and uh, I love connecting with people around the country and around the world. Well, we're so excited that you took the time to connect here with us and share all of your insights. If you're listening to the show, don't go away. We'll be right back and kind of do a checklist for you, a rundown of all the top tips we got from Nancy. But we'll say goodbye for Nancy, with, to Nancy for now, and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Innovation. It can be thought of in so many ways, but usually it's in the form of new products, ideas, and technology working together for a better experience. On Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight, host Andy Ford explores innovation by speaking with top insiders who explain how different industries get their ideas to market. Innovation Insiders with Brado Creative Insight can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we were talking with Nancy Marshall of the PR Maven about how you can improve your visibility, your PR, get PR if you're a company or improve your influence if if you're a company or an individual. So we're going to run down some of her top tips here. What did you, what did I take away that, that I considered to be the top takeaways? You know, it's interesting. She talked about on social media and really in our 
in-person relationships, the importance of being transparent and authentic without oversharing. And that becomes kind of a wishy-washy place for us. How personal should we be? How much personal information should we share? Um, I know on LinkedIn, there's been some campaigns about get real and I'm going to share my sob stories and you know, you get to decide for yourself, is that a part of your brand? Is that real real for you? Is it authentic for you? What is it that you want to share with people to get that real connection? And a lot of why things are moving to video, and there's such a big push for video, is because video is somewhat authentic in its ability to make you authentic. When you're on video, it's really hard to pretend. And if you are pretending or you're overly made up or you're overly scripted, people can tell it doesn't come across well. So this push towards video, which I would I would recommend that you start trying, it helps you be that transparent and authentic. And of course, we'll have to figure out what the message is going to be and how that aligns with the brand that you want to communicate. This is all stemming from a move in our overall communications patterns to be more flat and less hierarchical. People want to connect with other people on a, on a more real level, despite any differences in levels. So people want to be able to connect with the CEO of a company in a, in a personal way, whereas before that might have been seen as kind of off bounds because there was all this hierarchy between the levels. And that's going away. People are expecting to be able to connect more with you as a person. If you're an independent business owner, this is critical, especially on Facebook, because people don't want to see just your business stuff. If you are just posting business stuff on Facebook, you don't have anybody really paying attention. People want to see your kids. They want to see your trips. They want to see your travels. They want to see a little bit of your personal life. And really, the balance is about 80% personal or somewhat something engaging and 20% business. If you're way off of that, you're missing out on some engagement that you could have on Facebook, um, especially if that's part of why you're, you're using it and why you're there. Nancy recommended that we think of social media as our own newspaper, and we're the editor. We get to share our point of view. We get to choose what stories are shared. And if you think about a paper, it has all those sections, the lifestyle section, the sports section. So you get to choose what sections there are in your paper and how big each section is, realizing that very few people are going to pick it up if all that's in there is the news, because people care about very different things. And having that variety in your paper is what gets people to pick it up. I went to a different training recently on PR and kind of getting into a magazine or, you know, getting published. And they recommended some of the same things that Nancy recommended around having a list of who you want to target and making that as compact as possible to be effective. So if you're in business, obviously, that's going to look like the target audience for your business. If you are job seeking, that might be your target companies and then specific individuals within those companies who you want to build relationships with. If you're looking for a promotion or looking to you know, get more known in your industry, you can develop a list of individuals that you want to get to know for any of those goals. 
and these are people that you want to start building that relationship with, then you're engaging and developing relationships. On social media, that might be having those two-way conversations, commenting on people's posts, not just liking, reaching out to people, tagging people when it's appropriate, really having those two-way conversations on social media as much as possible, and then, of course, moving it offline, which Nancy talked about quite a bit. Keeping track of your, your network, knowing who they are, knowing more than just their name, knowing what's going on in their lives, which social media can be a good tool for helping you to do that. I love the challenge to to us to write those handwritten thank yous. And Nancy said that she writes several of those a week, just thinking about who do you need to thank and how can you connect with them? And in today's world, you know, you may not know people's addresses. I've got a huge audience. I don't know all their addresses. That doesn't mean that we can't send them some kind of a thank you, maybe a thank you on, on social media, um, maybe a thank you that also helps promote their brand by sharing some of their articles, thanking them for sharing their, their expertise, or, of course, taking the time to gather those those addresses and sending them that actual thank you or some kind of, of connection piece in the mail. And then two things that, that Nancy talked about in terms of giving relationships beyond that or building relationships beyond that, giving back, so serving in some way in your community, in your professional community, for your organization, those service pieces go a long way to build relationships because they get you out of your stereotypical roles that you interact with people in and allow you to, to build those relationships in a different way. And then making sure that you're treating everyone that you interact with as an equal, that you're not above or below anyone you interact with. From the CEO to the janitor, you have equal relationships with all of those people. You care equally about them. You're showing them equal respect that you're building that reputation, really, of being that person who respects everyone in in their circle and in their organization, both in person and perhaps more challengingly online. If you wouldn't say it to someone in person, don't say it online. So we'll hope that that's helpful in building your PR, your reputation, your influence on social media and in person, whether you want to get some press or you want to have more influence and more fans that can help you achieve your goals online. And of course, you're a two-way street in that relationship and probably the best thing you can do for those relationships is also find ways to help others in your network. We'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant with more tips for how you can proactively manage your career. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to me with questions or ideas at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.